Hi, I am Alu and I am your host at Fitteros. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat, the podcast by Fitteros. Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fitterobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit, and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the second part of the podcast on gut. Let's continue our discussion with Janvij Italia, an integrative gut microbiome health coach and functional medicine nutritionist based in Mumbai, India. She champions in designing dietary interventions that can help in reversal of medical conditions through optimal nutrition. Today we will discuss about the gut brain connection, why weight management is important for people with autoimmune disease and learn about how we can keep our gut healthy. You can listen to the first part of this podcast which talked about food sensitivity, allergies and misconceptions that exist around gut health on your favorite platforms. Let's begin this discussion with Jan. Welcome to the show Jan. Thank you. Thank you very much Alok. It's a pleasure to be here today. Earlier we used to sit together and have a hearty laugh and enjoy the food yeah. as a family. Today obviously uh, given the kind of stress and everything around in city life mm. it becomes very difficult to connect with the food yeah. the way we should and probably that's causing a lot of challenge with our bodies and mm. and then the way we are taking it uh, how exactly i mean uh, a person would recognize like uh, whether they are having an unhealthy gut mm. and uh, can an unhealthy gut lead to any autoimmune disease because yeah. obviously that's that's very important yeah. another super important topic yeah. that we see coming up yeah. these days so how how exactly yeah. that works so first of all i'll come i'll break down autoimmune condition because i'm sure there may be a lot of people who need to no more about what it is True. but before that today to really draw attention they're saying that uh, you know they they probably predicting over a period of the next few years that autoimmune diseases are going to become the number one reason for mortality over heart disease and cancer and that's the rate at which it's growing no. now autoimmune conditions literally are coming from nothing but we spoke about the food intolerances it mm-hmm. comes from chronic amounts of inflammation in the body when it's like again i said that when you keep eating the foods that you don't tolerate well yeah. you're creating something also i'll just like explain that there's something called a tight junction so mm-hmm. your gut is one cell layered thick but it is really really strong and when you have these tight junctions they literally it's like the junctions of your intestine are very very tightly sealed over a period of time when you keep eating foods that you don't do well with these tight junctions keep slowly 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 opening where there can be an interference of the food with the blood now let me go back a little bit and say that if we all go back to a biology class we'll remember that our in, you know when you're looking at a digestive tract it was like a hollow tube and the Absolutely. blood was not interacting the blood was outside and the digestive tract was there so when you're looking at these tight junctions coming through you can imagine that the food that you're eating is interacting with the blood that's outside and you're causing something called a leaky gut or an intestinal permeability oh. now that uh-huh. is a 100% precursor that you would need for any autoimmune condition to show up now autoimmune conditions cannot happen without intestinal permeability which normally like conditions like rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition they're talking about a lot of people are still doing research about whether endometriosis is uh-huh. and there is meniere's disease there is um you know adult onset still disease there are a lot of different kinds of autoimmune conditions psoriasis all of these are different oh. presentations hashimotos graves uh-huh. 
they all are when the body basically is attacking its own self it could be any organ for thyroid people who have a hashimotos the yes. body is attacking the thyroid like it doesn't recognize the gland anymore it's basically attacking its own tissue and causing Absolutely. antibodies yes. to it so that typically and we've seen that in 90% of the cases even a hashimotos is actually when people have a high thyroid doctors don't test for hashimotos yes. and 90% of them are actually positive for hashimotos motors before long before they were positive for a high thyroid or yes. a high tsh so what we really need to look at primarily is that for an unhealthy gut when you're looking at all of these things you need to tie down to simple things every single symptom in the body in many different ways could point towards um you know gut imbalance it doesn't have to only be related to your stomach so oh, today anything yeah. from having like a morning runny nose mm-hmm. to having um you know migraines or having headaches or cluster stress headaches or to having something like um having acne a lot of people having hair fall all of these can connect back to the gut like malabsorption of certain nutrients True. toxin overload in the body um then you could also look at things like joint pain stiffness all yes. of these can also again connect back to and talking about specifically these symptoms because they're not just you know digestive related but True. all of these can again count back to having a lot of fatigue feeling tired mm-hmm. all the time irrespective of how many hours you're sleeping yes. uh feeling like you're not there's some amount of brain fog you're not as attentive as you were before or okay. maybe having um rashes or thrush on the skin or feeling like a you know kind of a itchiness that kind of skin presentation as well having a lot of heat boils on the skin as well all mm-hmm. of these things can again having a lot of hormonal issues having estrogen dominance having water retention any oh. of these things can also connect back to having an unhealthy gut so essentially when you're looking at aspects which overall when you see symptoms it's important to check that they may be actually not just coming from a superficial issue like today when you see water retention people will say okay go check your thyroid but if after you're checking your thyroid are you actually checking for hashimotos are you checking for your gut imbalance or not is equally important because you're just putting a bandaid on the water retention by saying okay you have thyroid start a pill Yeah. or you have water retention maybe drink more water or reduce your sodium true, true. but you're not changing the origin of where that issue is coming from so and that is when when these things go without being checked for a very long time it slowly and steadily leads to chronic inflammation which can give rise to autoimmune conditions in the long run that that was i mean uh, absolutely brilliant that yeah. you explained uh, in detail uh, and the next one the question that i have is very much related to this uh, especially i mean what we have seen is or i would say mm. in certain cases mm. specifically someone who is autoimmune to certain diseases yeah. uh, their body is not responding so they often find it very difficult to manage their weight mm. uh, yeah. as well and uh, uh, anything specific uh, maybe women uh, related which you mm. want to highlight yeah uh, why exactly it becomes very difficult to manage weight mm. especially when you have autoimmune disease and how exactly uh, what interventions can be done to mm. take care of of that condition yeah. so autoimmune conditions necessarily first thing like i said the uh, context of autoimmune condition starts with inflammation today an inflamed body 
कैन नॉट इजिली लूज वेट वॉट इज इन्फ्लमेशन इन्फ्लमेशन इज बेसिकली सो इन्फ्लमेशन लाइक मी कम डाउन एंड एक्सप्लेन लिटबिट इन्फ्लमेशन इज बेसिकली अर बॉडीज डिफेंस मैकेनिज्म एंड इट इज समथिंग दैट शुड बी दैट लाइक आई गिव अ सिंपल एग्जाम्पल टूडे इफ अ किड इज रनिंग अराउंड एंड द किड फॉल्स एंड हर्ट्स his or her knee uh-huh. and you know the kid starts bleeding and then you know you clear it up and you see that by the time in maybe the next few minutes to a few hours you'll see a little bit of inflammation or swelling around that area yes. which is the body's way of protecting itself and inflammation is actually good so we want that to happen uh-huh. but what happens is over a period of time because of all the insults to injury that have been done to the body yes. you are looking at a chronically inflamed state of a body where it's like oh. the switch off the inflammation should actually go off after the process of defense is over uh-huh. but when that switch is turned on and oh. it is not put off you're going to see a larger predisposition of any kind of a genetic expression so i may have a genetic predisposition to say high blood pressure or yes. maybe high cholesterol Yes. in through my genetic predisposition as well the more my inflammation levels are high i may see that the chances of me showing those symptoms of my blood pressure or cholesterol not being managed will be much more uh, likely in those cases because of the environment is conducive for that kind of a show up of these conditions so tip tip typically what you're looking at is that kind of an imbalance does occur when these issues happen so now when when it comes to weight one very important aspect that i would like to highlight is a lot of women don't people today know about thyroid they know about pcod yes. uh, they know about high insulin resistance can also lead to weight or uh, resistance where people don't lose weight very easily uh, leptin ghrelin balance to do yeah. with your satiety and your hunger hormone also yes. gets affected yes. but primarily today what i want to talk about is very interesting which i see a lots and lots of cases now is estrogen dominance in mm-hmm. women today we know that estrogen progesterone balance is important for overall periods and everything is you know over you know like a balance for a woman's reproductive health now because people have for years and years probably women mm-hmm. don't realize when they've had constipation where okay. constipation does not mean just not going to stool every yeah, day yeah. but it means incomplete bowel evacuation it could mean even going four to five times a day uh-huh. it could mean even going once in two days it could okay. mean going only even once in a day but not going satisfactorily all of these are forms of constipation and okay. when you're doing that again and again to the system and you're not being able to clear a lot of toxins which are left in the system like you keep eating your food every day yes. but there's so much of you know your bowel still in your large colon which is sitting waiting to move out so mm. when you are actually eating the food that your large colon does most of your intestine does most of the absorption you've absorbed back all the toxins from that stool which was waiting to be expelled from the system back into your circulation and when you do that you're causing a lot of endocrine disruptors you're causing a lot of imbalances to go back into the system and you could actually be reabsorbing back excess estrogen which had been bound with the stool to come out so you go back into a state of estrogen dominance uh-huh. which can lead to you not losing weight easily which can lead to mm-hmm. a lot of tenderness heaviness and estrogen insulin all of these are more fat um friendly hormones or they kind of make it easier for the body to kind of store fat and not be able to move towards a higher metabolism so that becomes essential and it's like it's almost like a you know like a game where you see like a ripple effect when one drops yeah. the other drops then the other drops and they all are connected so today maybe you have estrogen dominance 3 years later you've been detected with thyroid you don't know how that happened you don't have a family history but 
clearly these are the connections that the body is made. So essentially to detect that the stomach needs to be very clear to avoid an estrogen dominance is uh, very important. Food intolerances often also cause these issues uh, in terms of inflammation that also should be managed to manage the weight. From there, I would say uh, I want to move to the gut brain connection and you yeah. talked about it in uh, one of the previous responses. Yeah. Uh, how exactly our mm. brain and gut is connected and mm. uh, the, obviously the gut is called the second brain yeah. and so how, what, what exactly is this connection? Uh, is it coming from the disruption that happens in the gut microbiome or is it coming from an autoimmune disease obviously coming again from gut microbiome so mm -hmm. everyone think boils down to mm -hmm. one place the gut yeah so what exactly it is and uh, how it affects the entire i would say entire lifestyle of any individual so uh, primarily, uh, yes, it's very true that the gut is called the second brain. Now, if we've known of people who probably have had any kind of a brain injury, uh -huh. a lot of people who've been in comatose for many years, you've yes. seen that they are able to keep them alive for many years, uh -huh. even just by feeding them through a Riles tube or by feeding them through, uh, you know, a stomach tube. And why does that happen? Because you have the second brain that's still working. You know, because today without your brain telling you that uh -huh. I need to eat this, how will you get the message that Absolutely. I'm supposed to be able to digest or absorb so, that food? So, so that is a, one of the biggest proofs of saying that the gut is the second brain. And even if your connection to your main, say your brain is cut, your body can survive in at least a, maybe not a fully active state, but yes. that state where we've seen where people live for many, many years in that state is because there is an enteric nervous system, which you call the second brain, which is your gut which has yes. uh, you know its own system of its own uh -huh. so what what we're really looking at is that your gut is talking to the brain every millisecond and okay. it's actually responding and it's sharing all the information of all the stimuli and neurotransmitter reactions the responses to the food that it sees how it's reacting to it mm -hmm. how the immune system is reacting back to it there's a constant dialogue happening between your gut and brain I'm not going to get very technical because it's a very technical way to explain and I take another okay. hour to explain this. Sure. But what I'll say is what happens is this happens through this beautiful nerve called the vagus nerve. Okay. The vagus nerve is what helps you connect this entire communication between uh -huh. your gut and brain. And this okay. is like, a, it's almost called like a wandering nerve, which kind of starts in the brain and ends in the gut. Right. And what it typically does is every piece of this communication is sealed through that. Now, over a period of time, when mm -hmm. we probably are very stressed, we're chronically stressed, yes. we reduce the resilience of this vagus nerve. Okay. So I'm going to take a moment to share that some say, suppose, um, you know, we all started like, I'll tell you, we all started gargling during yes. the COVID time, right? Yes. Everybody's saying uh -huh. do hot water goggles, uh -huh. do turmeric goggles. True. So I'd like to share, there are about two ways or three ways that I'd share at least one or two, which are a way to strengthen this vagus nerve resilience, which is okay. to keep the gut brain connection very, very strong. So one is to actually gargle to a point where you feel like, you know, extreme amount of discomfort, like gargling to a point where you're almost screaming uh, and gargling. Uh, yeah, yeah. That kind of, so they say that the vagus nerve, if you want to stimulate new neural connections or pathways, where the body can stimulate the vagus nerve and keep it strong 
one way is to do is to do that kind of gargling second is uh-huh. if there are people who are um, also looking at i don't know a lot of people do take today when they've had chronic constipation i know a lot of people who do enemas yes. so you know when people do a kind of a colonic cleanse you need to probably try and even when you do a colonic cleanse obviously when you put, put in a lot of water and force into the system trying to hold for some time and then release that water also uh-huh. helps to create a little bit more vagus nerve resilience so these are all like different different ways to do that which is a little different than what we've heard normally yes. but it's very important like how you go to a gym and you strengthen a muscle right very you if you don't strengthen a muscle you're not going to be able to lift that 15 kilo weight so you True. can't expect these all systems to work endlessly and relentlessly without being strengthened so to really strengthen your gut brain connection it's very important that you kind of start picking out on one of these things to improve your gut resilience load so that the communication between your gut brain axis stays very very active i'm sure this is going to be quite <laughs> useful for yeah. everyone in yeah, fact uh, including me <laughs> yes. uh, and so uh, we would want to understand how exactly we can nourish our gut for mm-hmm. optimal health mm-hmm. because I mean, ultimately, we are coming to a conclusion. I would yeah. say is everything starts with gut. Absolutely. Right, and so it's important to make it healthy or keep it healthy. Yeah. Uh, so how exactly uh, we can make our guts healthy, and what are the interventions that are required in terms mm-hmm. of food? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe some specific food or supplementations yeah. that are yeah. required to sure. keep our gut healthy absolutely. if you could please highlight those absolutely so yes i would say hippocrates was a very very learned man we all know it who predicted uh-huh. many years back and you yes. know coined this line this all disease begins in the gut um and i completely agree i think um i wish we'd all known it a lot earlier <laughs> so uh, or you know really kind of at least uh, worked on that statement so essentially when it comes to keeping your gut healthy i think one very important thing that i would suggest is um maybe looking at like i said uh, number one is to um incorporate more foods which are gut friendly uh-huh. one is to definitely add more fiber i think i've seen across the board when i meet my clients and i talk my first question to them when they're explaining what they eat trust me my question every day maybe 100 times when i was speaking to so many clients in the day so what is the size of the bowl of vegetable that you eat it's not about okay. what vegetable you eat or uh-huh. whatever the, yeah that's also important yes. but i ask them what is the size and typically when i see people's plates they'll say this is the amount of roti that they're eating this is the amount of vegetable they're eating and this is the amount of dal or protein that they're okay. eating and the vegetable is always the ignored guy on the plate and that is where the issues are so fiber insoluble fiber soluble fiber both are very important so insoluble fiber will be all all yes. some of your fruits vegetables all of these things which are difficult for the body to digest oh. soluble fiber will come um maybe sometimes you know there's apple there's oats there's barley yes. if you don't have intolerances to gluten and gluten you could even have them isabgul is another uh, option as far as soluble fiber is concerned okay. so a mix of both these are very important because the insoluble fiber basically the bacteria in the gut ferment or rather work on the insoluble fiber and uh-huh. uh, create something called short chain fatty acids which creates something called butyric acid which is very important for your gut uh-huh. so if you're not having enough fiber you are rest assured going to start having issues which are going to create 
imbalance in the gut and we need the butyric acid for the nutrition of the probiotic strains in our gut as well so we need to have good amount of fiber not just as much maybe about 25 30 grams at least in one like i would say that people say 40 grams in a day i would say at least 20 grams at one time especially lunch and dinner and have a diversity of the vegetables you eat as far as you're not intolerant to a particular yes. vegetable or like some people complain of having gas when they have like cabbage or cauliflower True. or broccoli True. or even nightshades like a brinjal yes. or ladyfinger or capsicum they are also nightshades which a lot of people can't tolerate with uh -huh. seeds you know so you de-seed them and use them yes. but if you don't have that then you want to try and use as much color on your plate Yes. and as much uh, diversity so that is you know red yellow greens all the colors like a rainbow colored plate right True. as we would eat as children so that is one now the very favorite uh, recommendation of mine is bone broth bone broth which is specifically made more out of chicken bones uh -huh. um, again for non-vegetarians people love having that protein that's the most purest form of taking good quality protein okay. it's essential that you have bone broth which is cooked for at least on the slow cooker for six to seven hours and leached out with some amount of lime or apple cider vinegar so all the bones all the important gelatin all the nutrients are coming out and yes. this is one of the best ways to heal your gut lining so when okay. you have autoimmune conditions or a leaky gut condition this will help to kind of seal it's like the m seal for how you have a m seal for your basin yes. this is the m seal for your gut can't go wrong with it so bone broth is another very favorite uh -huh. um you know f like a food that i think people should definitely incorporate okay. and another very important thing which i think is very not today everybody talks about b12 and d3 but now the another very important guy on the list is magnesium okay magnesium okay. has a lot to do with the way your muscles contract for the way you pass your stool it uh -huh. has a very important uh, effect on how calm your mind is and today more and more we're seeing magnesium deficiency most people i see are magnesium deficient so magnesium could be through you know again green leafy vegetables could yes. be through bananas uh, eating foods which are rich in magnesium would also help really improve your gut health as well so these three are my favorite um, as far as supplements if you want to uh, consider uh -huh. that right now as well uh, definitely looking at a probiotic supplement okay. one which has a basic um, you know, maybe even a lactobacilli acidophilus or a bifidobacterium mm, yes. is very, very important. Like a basic. Um, you could take a basic 2.5 billion CFU probiotic empty stomach and have it for a few days or maybe okay. you try to incorporate. Even if you want, you don't want to take a supplement, you can take something like a kombucha or a kefir today. A lot of people are True. recognizing that they are important, yes. uh, you know, to incorporate that. Or maybe even one spoon of a homemade pickle which is fermented pickle that our grandmoms yeah, used to make yes. with less oil, less salt, can at least be uh -huh. a very small, simple way to integrate some amount of uh, fermented food. Again, it's a contraindication for people who have SIBO, people who have very high acid reflux. It should be done uh -huh. with asking a gut nutritionist or a doctor or whatever. Yes. But otherwise, you can start with small, small quantities and see. Another favorite supplement of mine, which I think really um, definitely works uh, very well, is trying to get your hands on something called a digestive bitter a digestive bitter will help to increase your stomach acid and to improve your digestive fire often most okay. people can't digest food very well because of years of taking antacids and yes. things like that their stomach acid has actually got suppressed so digestive bitters are available they're a great option to have to slowly and steadily improve your stomach acid so that you can digest your food better and when it di so it should break down to a puree like a baby food puree 
Uh, if our food normally doesn't have, our stomach doesn't have enough acid, you won't be able to do that. So that's Absolutely. another important thing. And lastly, another uh, favorite of mine would be something that you can use, which is um, anything like um, a collagen. Okay. A collagen, again, uh-huh. can be a substitute for people who don't want to take the effort for a bone broth. Yeah. A collagen is very widely used today by a lot of dermats okay. for your hair, yes. skin, for your bone joint matrix, for your connective tissue matrix. Cool. But it's very, very helpful, again, to heal your lining of your gut as well. So these three, again, are my favorites. Quite insightful. Yeah. And uh, I would say that brings us to the, almost the end of, yeah. of today's Absolutely. discussion. And so... Uh, if you could help understand some of the success stories and especially from your client perspective like mm-hmm. what are the key challenges that they mm-hmm. face in their day-to-day life yeah. uh, when it comes to gut microbiome and mm-hmm. how exactly you help them address those challenges uh, that would be interesting to un- learn yeah. some of the new use yeah. cases from there yeah so i mean i think cases are many but uh, you know one like for example we help uh, people who've had most of the cases that we uh, work with are people who've probably been looking for answers for a very very long time say 20 years 30 years long long time and they've not been able to kind of see a difference yet which is constructive um so we had this person who had uh, irritable bowel syndrome which is chronic constipation for years together been on all kinds of medication from dufalax this that cremafin yeah having laxatives every day and uh, technically in that case i think uh, she had not stopped taking uh, any form of this kind of a outside support for the last 20 years of her life and she came okay. to us saying that you know she was having a lot of issues because she reached a point where her bowel tolerance was so bad that she was in the sense she was not able to even now go to motion with these because the body had got used to all these options that she was taking so instead of just looking at okay you know what let's add another supplement or let's just add magnesium citrate and that will help you go we try to understand what was the root cause of her problem and when we looked at the root cause of her problem we recognized that she had when she earlier in the many uh, she'd had multiple surgeries in the past so there were multiple rounds of antibiotics painkillers that had happened and she'd also taken a lot of antacids with them so there was a low stomach acid issue Yes. So basically her food was not digesting well. If she was eating at 2 o'clock, she was still keeping that food in her stomach or her small intestine till maybe about 5 o'clock it was hardly even moving. So peristalsis yeah. was very slow. So that is why there was a whole shift in the transit time and by which the stool was actually leaving the body. So okay. we actually corrected her stomach acid issue and also helped her to kind of improve the balance of her good bacteria, bad bacteria, worked on the lining because over a period of time there was so much inflammation in the system that we worked on improving the gut lining, we improved uh, these aspects and we also gave her, with that yes we did give her magnesium, we did give her, uh, remove the foods which she was eating which she was probably intolerant to which she would not recognized and this whole bag of working on various branched out tertiary aspects together made her eventually over a six month period gradually through slow 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 movements of weaning off her uh, medicines one at a time today she's finally able to go to stool every day without any support just with her food so all these aspects were you know married into each other and we Uh had to kind of intervene into each area separately and improve every aspect for her to be able to see an overall difference you know and today like she feels free she's not dependent on when she goes out 
she's not dependent on five medications which she can't go out without now we take these things again like i said for granted we don't realize that for so many people there's so many challenges like today for a simple person like for her going out of the house without knowing from here to lunavla also from bombay to lunavla she'd have to think okay how many loos are there i yeah. need to map them what if i get a stool in between you know so like those things we don't think we take it for you know a lot of people don't even realize that kind of so she would have a lot of anxiety when she's taking a road trip because she would not have that kind of and today she can freely go wherever she wants without Absolutely. having to worry about that so it's a you know it's really changed her life in a very beautiful way thank you so much janvi yeah. for uh, this insightful uh, discussion and i in fact learned a lot uh, i would say right. and i'm sure all the listeners are going to learn uh, yeah. a lot from this particular session and the way of described and simplified yeah. lot of biology and lot of yeah. how exactly our gut is extremely important for us to function yeah uh, so one of the last things is uh, if you could please uh for for everyone if you could please share how exactly people can reach out to you mm-hmm. on instagram or any mm-hmm. other social yeah. media channel yeah. uh that would be uh good. yeah absolutely so um you know anybody who is looking at any of these concerns or wants to learn more about gut health and it's just inquisitive and they want to understand how they can work on it as well even if they don't have any particular issue can uh, reach out to us a they can inst- uh, reach out to us on instagram which is @janvichitalia official sure. and they can also reach out to us on our website and they could uh, kind of that will also they can leave a form for us which is at uh, www.janvichitalia.com and sure. they can also feel free to email us on gathealth@janvichitalia.com so these are all the ways that you can reach out to us Thank you thank you so much Janvi great speaking with you and you. I look forward to hosting you again for another insightful I session I would love to do that thank you so thank much you I so really much. enjoyed myself and it's always I really like to thank Fitterobic um for really doing this um as an initiative to reach out to more people to really uh, you know build a platform where we're looking at authentic information to be shared in the best way possible and you know to try to really educate people who are willing to genuinely learn more about the real information that's out there thank you, thank you so much thank you that's a wrap thank you for listening to fitness pro chat by fit aerobic we hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform in the meantime reach out to us on instagram at @fitaerobic or through our website fitaerobic.com and remember failures will only make you strong and better learned take care stay healthy and live a fulfilling life with fitaerobic